and welcome to Everyday Finance and Economics with the Siglers, the podcast where we discuss what you need to know about personal finance and economics and give you practical advice on how to get started and be smart with your money. We're your hosts, Glenn and Christina Sigler. So Christina, what's going on in the economy this week? What matters this week is GDP numbers. The gross domestic product for the United States during quarter one of 2021 was released this past week, and it increased by 6.4%, which is the largest increase the country has had since the third quarter of 2003. So that's that's a big number for us. Uh, this number is a reflection of increased faith in the economy as more people get vaccinated and ready to open up for the summertime. And many economists are optimistic about how well the economic recovery is going based on this number. Our economic term of the week is GDP, which stands for gross domestic product, as I mentioned before. We talked about it briefly a couple episodes ago as an indicator of economic growth, which it is. But let me tell you where that number comes from. The formula that I learned um, in my intro to economics class, and most economics students will tell you, is C plus I plus G plus NX, which stands for consumer spending plus investments plus government spending plus net exports. And net exports is calculated by doing the total amount of exports a country has minus the total number of imports a country has. So everything that a country sends out minus everything that a country brings in from other countries. Um, And that's for the whole country. All those numbers are for the whole country. The GDP number for this quarter was mainly driven by increased consumer and government spending. And with that, let's round out our series on investing. What are some good places to start investing if I'm a beginner? I know nothing about it. Just starting out. No prior knowledge. So places there if you're beginning. If you're working, does your company have a 401k? Start with that. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons I say start with that is if they have an, a, a company match. Mm-hmm. and you put your money and they match your money with some of their money, well, guess what? That's, that's free money. money. Yep. <laughs> and so that's that. an that's almost an instant return mm-hmm. for the money that you've put in. Uh, other other options are, you know, robo advisors. You know, you can you can get to those through um through investment companies or even some of the uh apps that will, you know, you put your money in and they will put the money in various investments based on some questions to you. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, target date mutual funds. This this is you know an older product. It says, okay, how old are you? When do you think you want to retire? All right, based on how, how old you are, um, this is what we recommend. And they're going to change the mix of those investments based on your age. So you don't have to do anything. Oh. They they change the mix of, of bonds, stocks, whatever whatever else they've got in there through time, so that as you as you get older and your risk profile changes, mm-hmm. then uh, then it, it adjusts accordingly. Mm, that's convenient. That's yeah, really convenient. Yes, it is. Uh, index funds. So this is another way to invest on autopilot. Mm-hmm. So instead of Picking one company or a few companies, uh, stocks that you like, you're going to buy an index. And the, the reason people like buying index is that historically, 
indexes have have shown to you know, maybe not be the best investment, but they're going to be eighty percent of all of all the other inv- investments mm. in that space. Okay. So an okay. an index mutual fund can or can be 70-80% of actively managed funds. Hmm. And what do I mean by that? So in in other mutual funds in 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 traditional mutual funds you have an a management team that says, "Hey, we know better. We're going to pick the stocks that you should invest in." Well, there were some folks that showed over time that just buying the index and what I mean by an index, the S&P 500 index, the Dow, which Mm -hmm. is really an index, the NASDAQ 100 index, just buy all of them. You, 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 and buying that index fund, you get everything in that index. Mm -hmm. The S&P 500 index has beat, you know, 80% of them, 80% of the managers that are investing in S&P um, um, companies. Yeah. So it shows what they know. And right. And mm-hmm. so, and they typically do it at a lower cost. Mm, yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we've, we've talked about exchange traded funds before. It's very similar to mutual funds uh, or index. Or in, in, you can have an e- ETF uh, index fund as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that can trade throughout the day. That's the the bigger the biggest difference there. Mm-hmm. And then the investment apps. Um, there's several for beginners. Acorns, Betterment. Mm-hmm. Um, um, they're all over now. They're also all Robin over now. Robinhood. Robinhood is out there. Yeah, but also there's like there's stuff on like Cash App. Yep. That you can invest on, and most people, everybody my age, I think, has Cash App. Okay. If you don't, where you been? Yeah, um, I, yeah, I, I, I tend to like um, acorns. The ones a little that better. are okay. That yeah. makes yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, and look now. I'm not. I'm not on acorns. I'm. I'm going through more traditional investment firms. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's also like Charles Schwab. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They Schwab, had. Vanguard, Fidelity, and Fidelity, hundreds yeah. more. So many. Yeah. Literally all of mm-hmm. them. Go on Google for one time. You'll have like a hundred pages. Yes. <laughs> All right. What What are some things that I should consider or look out for when I'm investing? All right. So I'm going to run through this. Your mm-hmm. timeline. What's the timeline for this investment? What When will you need that money? Mm-hmm. Or is this an investment for, or are you putting this money away for something that you need in the next three to six months, the next three to six years? Or 10 years plus, because where you put your money will change based on when you think you're going to need, need that. If, if you need money in three to six months, put, put that in a savings account or something that's really more. That's really easy to get. Really out. easy to access with no risk. Mm, right. If you're looking at three to six years, then you might, you, you know, you, you know, you can do it either way. You could put some money in, in, in an investment vehicle. You could, uh, put some money in, uh, in a savings vehicle or, uh, or a higher interest bearing, uh, uh, vehicle. Mm-hmm. If the, if the horizon's 10 years out or more, that's a different story. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, then you've got to, there are other things that will come into play and we'll get to those later. Mm-hmm. The next one is what's your risk tolerance? 
can you can you accept higher risk? And one of the axioms in investing is there is a relationship between risk and reward. And in most cases, um, the higher the risk, the higher the reward. The potential reward. Yes. Now, that's not always true. And nope. so, you know, uh, good investors are always looking for, can I get nearly all of the reward with half the risk? Mm. That's what you're mm-hmm. looking for. Yeah. That's but that, that takes homework and, and some understanding. Research, yeah. But in general, you've got to understand what what your tolerance for risk is mm-hmm. you know can can you handle uh, swings up and down uh year to year or day to day right in the value of that asset mm-hmm. how much money do you have there's going to be certain course. investments that you can't start <laughs> unless you have a certain amount of money mm-hmm. and so that 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 will rule out some things for you mm-hmm. but the one thing i can say uh, over the years, those minimum investment values have come down quite a bit. Yeah, because investing's become a lot more accessible. The, there's been more democratization of investment. Love that. Um, now, to get access to you know advisors, you know, and things of that nature, you, know, you might ha- need to have a little bit more money. Right. But you know, we're talking about things for for beginners. Mm-hmm. How much help do you need? That's a good question too. Yeah. All right. So, um, is this something that you know? Is this and are you looking at investments that require a lot of knowledge, mm-hmm. or something that you can pick up on your own? Mm-hmm. And uh, and so, if you need a lot more help, then uh, you're going to need to go to somebody that specializes, in, or just start small, or or just start small. If you yeah. need a lot of help, you might you're not starting with ETFs or options. You know, well, I, I I'm just going to say no. I don't think any anybody that's listening to this should not start out with options. That that no. is not a um, that's not a beginner's tool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then I'm going to come back to to this. Do you fundamentally understand the investment? Mm-hmm. There are many complex investments around, and you may not be prepared for the full set of risks of the, the those investments. But if you can understand the the investment, the the business model, or how they make money, uh-huh. that gives you a better idea of whether you uh, how, how um, whether you can invest whether you should invest in that. Yeah, and what even you would be doing if you did invest, right? So what I'm hearing is do your research. Mm-hmm. If it if mm-hmm. it's something that you can't understand, don't do it mm-hmm. because that's that's a bad idea to put your money into something you don't understand. Right. Oh, um, and one more like, item. Mm-hmm. How much does it cost for the investment? Are there transaction fees and things of that nature? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 so you'll want to understand that as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Is there a minimum amount that I can invest? With new tools and apps, you can probably start with like five ten dollars mm-hmm. <laughs> out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Online brokers, investing apps can uh, can charge service and maintenance fees. You got to understand that, um, mm. and the investment choices can can um, vary. Uh, mm. Some allow you to invest a pre- in, into predetermined portfolios of exchange traded funds, while others 
offer individual stocks. Mm-hmm. Um, and remember, each individual uh, investment can carry fees. And mm-hmm. one of the new things out there now is fractional share investment. Where ah uh, uh, yes, yeah, fractional you can, share investment. Yeah, a, a share of Tesla costs three grand. Well, you, if I got fifty dollars, I can still have a fractional share of Tesla. Yeah, that's what Robinhood, Cash App, Acorn. That's yeah. what they do. They do yeah. fractional shares because yeah. there's some stocks that like Apple. Mm-hmm. Berkshire Hathaway that I'm never going to be well not never but I cannot afford right now at $10,000 uh, plus a share yeah exactly yeah. I don't have $10,000 <laughs> even if I did have $10,000 I'm not putting no so I would I would put 50,000 or not 50,000 $50 or like $20 um into a fractional share that still earns you money but you don't own like a full share of it that's right. what fractional stocks are. right and that's something that you can do, like we talked about in our budgeting episode. You just put aside ten, twenty, thirty dollars a month and just put it into like a fractional share of a stock. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's my investing advice. All right. Okay. Why should I invest if I don't have a lot of money? Even when you don't have a lot of money, you want to establish investment behavior. Mm. And the earlier you start, the better you will be through the power of compounding. The 35, 45, 55-year-old you will be thankful that the 20, 25, 30-year-old you put away 10, 20, 50 bucks on a regular periodic basis. Mm-hmm. Into something, that'll into something that, that generates yeah. more money. Yeah. So somebody that starts with $50 a month at age 25 will will have more money than someone who can start 10 or 20 years later yeah. and can invest more. These are facts. Mm-hmm. All right. Is it a good idea to invest if I still have debt? This can get a little complicated. In mm-hmm. general, financial planners ask for folks to pay down their debt as quickly as you can before you start investing. Right. Uh, you know, when you delay paying debt, you can actually en- end up costing yourself more money because of interest charges. Mm. However, there's situations where it may actually may be beneficial to start investing while you're still paying down debt. You know, I'm sure people that, you know, um, had debt and invested in uh, Bitcoin are, are happy right now. They're really happy right, right now. Yeah. Or people that had Tesla mm-hmm. are happy right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those things don't come along every day. And for for most of us, um, again, following the standard rule, standard not they're not rules. The the standard, the, the standard uh, measures right. are, are probably good ideas. But here's one where I think it really absolutely pays off to invest while you're paying down debt. Mm-hmm. And that's you know if you you're working at a company and it has a four hundred one k match. Yep. Again. At least invest to get max out the match. You know that 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 might not be a lot. That might be you know just a couple percent. You know fifty hundred bucks. Mm. You'll get you know another fifty hundred bucks from the employer yeah. from from the employer, and then go ahead and you know put the rest Pay toward down paying down your debt. Yeah. Okay. Now we have some more specific questions mm-hmm. uh, from from listeners. 
If I am in my early 30s and my only debt is a car payment, I have a 401k, should I make other investments? Someone told me about something called a Roth IRA. Should I consider this? What else should I consider? So, yeah, there's a lot here. I'm going to assume that you already have an emergency fund of some time, some kind to protect you from life events. Life events. Look, tires, people get flat tires. People get sick. People yeah. get sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff in your house breaks. Sure does. You got to have some money to help you get through those things. After that, now we can start talking about what else we want to do. Could you put more money in your 401k? Yes, you could. Sure could. Mm-hmm. But a Roth IRA is a great tool for young investors, mm-hmm. especially if your tax rates are low. Because yeah, because that's the one where you put it in. And you it put it in. You put it in, in after you pay the tax, and then you it'll grow tax free for you. Mm. Okay. So now, as your income rises, maybe the standard 401k becomes you know more important to you. But, you know, for right now, you know, go, you, that's, an op- that's an option. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, what, other, what other things should, should they look out for? Well, you know, after that, you know, there's the whole range of other things that we've talked about. Right. Investment apps, mutual funds, index funds, equities. Um, and the recommendation would depend on... Short-term goals, long-term goals, risk tolerance, and how much ca- how much money we're talking about for your investment as well. So that's where it starts to get complicated. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All right. What if after I pay all of my bills, I only have $50 left at the end of the month? Should I put it in savings? Should I try to invest a portion of it? What should I do? All right. I'm going to go back to some of the answers I had for the last question. Right. First step. Build yourself an emergency fund. Emergency fund. Yeah. Use that $50, $50 a month to create a cushion for life's emergencies. Uh-huh. And again, financial planners typically call for three to six months of expenses uh-huh. saved up. Like basic uh, expenses though, right? Yeah. Basic expenses. Yeah. 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 Now, I, I don't go to, to that length. Uh-huh. You know, hey, once you get to two, two months of savings, now you can start splitting up that $50. Into other things. Okay. Into, hey, I need to continue putting some money away from uh, for emergencies mm-hmm. till I get to the number that I really need. Mm-hmm. But I've got a little bit saved up for emergency. Now let me start putting that the rest of that $50 into an investment pool. Mm. Okay. Now. You can continue funding uh, both until you've reached your savings goal and then um, put everything else into your investment. Uh Um, And then you can choose any of the investments that we've talked about before. Uh And if you're starting at 50, then some of the apps may be really helpful for you. But again, start early. Um, and, and the, and the more you get into this behavior, the, the better off you will be, you will start getting to, into behaviors that will help you build wealth and help you with your financial security going forward. Mm-hmm. All right. That's it for our show. Thank you so much for listening and be sure to join us again next time when we discuss credit. 
Yes, and if you have any questions for us, you can email us at efespodcast at gmail.com and follow our Instagram at efespodcast. Thank you so much for listening. Take care, everyone.